Well, hello there. Good morning. We're outside on the edges of Deschutes National Forest. I'm T, and you are tuned in to the one, the only, Burning Tarot. And you can pronounce it Burning Tarot, or Tarot, or To Rote, or however you like. I do get asked that one rather frequently. How should we pronounce it? It's like, well, I don't know. Are we feeling fake French? Are we American? Are we English? Who are we? So just do it however you feel like it. Speaking of questions, we have a new feature on Burning Tarot starting this week, as in now. As we usually do, we will take a little nature walk and um, draw a card to give us some guidance for the upcoming week-ish. Could be two weeks, we don't know. The upcoming, you know, indeterminate small period of time. But we will also pull a card specifically for one of you and hear comments that you've been sending me. So that'll be closer to the end of the podcast. And I'll try not to blither-blather on for too long, so the whole thing won't be extra super long hopefully. We'll just have to see how that goes. We are in the midst of a beautiful day. We have blue sky. We have some little feathery bits of white cloud. We can hear in the distance some man-made noises, but mostly it's pretty darn quiet out here. The loudest things are some birds, and I'm not so good at bird ID, especially by bird call. So I can't tell you who's going, nah, nah, snack, snack. Maybe you can hear him. No? Oh, listen to that one. I think that's a squirrel. The squirrels are a lot of fun out here. And what, are, what, are, what can we say? It's fall. It's a lovely time of year when we begin to welcome the oncoming darkness. The fact that we've tipped the scales of the equilibrium and the equinox, and we are now entering the darker part of the season. But at this point, right, we're still in September, it's really not that dark yet. You can just feel that bite in the air. This assumes that, um, that you're north of the equator and that you're in some place that has seasons. If you're down south, you might be like, I'm not feeling the bite in the air, dude. I'm in L.A., well, okay. Those of us who are a bit northerly, that might be what we're feeling now. I don't know if we have any listeners south of the equator. If so, I haven't heard from y'all yet. Uh, pop me an email to burningtarot at gmail.com if you're tuning in from Australia or wherever. And if you'd like me to address issues specific to that, because I'm, I'm pretty North American centric. So here in North America, here in this little part of the Oregon forest, it is beautiful. It is lovely. We have sunshine. We have the bite in the air. And I, for one, am ready to have, to have a time of year when we go inward, when we go indoors, when we see a different kind of weather, when we have a different type of expectation about how much socializing we're going to do or how much time we're going to spend driving around to lakes, (laughs) you know, whatever it is you do in summer. 
um, those things were all fun. And uh, now it's a different time. So as we draw our card today, I got a cup of coffee with me today. I'm going to put that sucker down. As we draw our card, I really want to be thinking about how we can um, really approach this seasonal change with some grace. And to ask the cards, and this is the Smith Weight or Smith Rider or Smith Rider Weight, however you prefer to call it, Centennial Edition, illustrated by Pamela Coleman Smith or Pixie. I want to ask this particular deck, dear cards, dear cards, how can we, including me, the little handful of listeners of Burning Tarot, how can we move graciously into the new season? What's something we can keep in mind or be prepared for or muse upon as we do the whole fall thing leading into actual winter? You know, so this card is a guide for our week, but maybe it's also giving us something to work with on a slightly longer scale. Hmm. Okay. I have pulled Justice. Justice is um, the 11 card in the major arcana of the Tarot. It's got a yellowy background, and I think we drew her sometime pretty pretty recently, sometime this summer. Here she is again. She is red-robed, trimmed with green. I think I remember commenting on that. It's great contrast. Lovely. Charming. Um, golden crown. Gold hilt on her sword, which she hoard, hoards aloft. Holds. Hoards. Whatever. Hoards? No. She holds aloft this sword. And then in her other hand, she's got also golden, a set of scales. This is not a little digital scale that you put on your countertop and measure out your flower with. Oh wait, we're American. We don't do that anyway. We use cups. Well, you know, it's, um, it's old fashioned scales like lawyers put on their business cards. Serving justice. Nice coffee. Achieving balance. Well, this goes perfectly um, with the theme because Equinox, which we have just passed, is really about that moment. We, di- we get to do an Equinox twice a year. We've just done the autumnal one. And that's where the light and the dark match up. They balance each other out. And we're aware of this kind of, we're going to tip over from summer into fall. And the days are going to get shorter. We are also in Libra season right now. And Libra is the scales, right? It has the same symbol as justice. Um, so Libra season, that means that the sun is in Libra for the next, like I even have any idea what date it is. <laughs> I don't know. So the next three plus weeks, the sun will be in Libra. Other planets are wandering around in there too, including Mars, who may be kind of having a yeah, difficult time in there. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that everything's just all lining up perfectly. Um, justice comes to us to say, first of all, that balance is possible, but it's temporary. 
In the case of the equinox, we just, <clears throat> excusez-moi, we just have that one day where the light and the darkness actually equal out, like if you're measuring them. And then it tips. That's the nature of things. They don't just stay balanced in a static way forever. They're moving back and forth between one state and another state. And so, I don't know about you guys, I know for me, when I achieve some kind of lovely balance and I think, oh, this is perfect, you know, I I have a tendency to cling. I want to go, let's have this stay this way, you know, maybe forever, right? Here's this balanced, nice situation. How about if we just like not have it change? Wouldn't that be cool, universe? And then universe is like... Whatever, dude, that is not the nature of things. Not the nature of things at all. The balance moves. The scales go from being straight across to one side dipping down, the other side dipping up. But Libra season and the beginning of our dark season, this is a good time to to feel a little of that balance at least to acknowledge that the process of moving out of balance is perfectly natural. We don't have to fight it. We have to follow it and work with it. Libra um, and the Justice card give us, you know, I think they give us uh, something to work with. They assure us that we can handle this. So, um, So that's pretty nice stuff. As we move through this season, we could also look at um, our own sense of balance. So where are we balanced in our lives? Where is the balance really off? So maybe take a look at the nice, happy, balanced parts. Give ourselves a pat pat on the back for that. And then maybe take a little inventory and look at the noticeably unbalanced parts. And ask ourselves... Is there a way that I can maybe try to nudge the balance on this one? Um, This doesn't have to be huge, earth-shattering things like, um, you know, my financial situation is not great. Can I fix it this month? Like, no, you probably can't (laughs) fix it in a month. Nice idea. But there are parts of our, you know, unbalanced or uncomfortable stuff that you really can get in there and deal with. Um, I, for example, um, am having trouble with my news addiction or my, um, fixation on really well-written think pieces and stuff like that. You know, all, all of them based in New York, of course. Um, but you can lose an entire day reading these things and they may be lovely and I may be a writer by trade, but I can't really excuse losing three and a half hours of an afternoon reading this stuff. So for me, I have to go back in and get some balance back for my, um, you know, online news and think piece reading. Is balance achievable there? I think so. Uh, And it, it may be that I just have to excise it and not read the news for a month, but that'll balance out throughout the year, right? If I do one month on, one month off. So there's an example of something you can think about. And as, as we take a look at our lives, each of us has something like that, whether or not, 
<laughs> whether or not we're willing to admit it. Um, so I think justice coming up here is giving us a good opportunity to look for that. Appreciate those things that are nicely balanced. Write about them in our little journals. Send letters on pieces of paper to each other. That's fun. Um, all this fine stuff. Justice also is badass, is carrying a sword, is holding said sword aloft, hoarding it, <laughs> holding it, whoring it, got that sword. So um, if we are involved in social justice or environmental justice, other forms of activism, this is a good time. We can use the calming but forceful, strong energy of Libra and justice as we enter this season to, to get some good work done. There's also Mercury retrograde happening. So if you're kind of an astrology nerd, you might uh, have taken notice of that. So it's a time when a lot of uh, communications and mechanical things may go awry. We have to move slowly. We have to pick our words far more carefully than we normally need to. So on the one hand, this kind of Libra energy and this justice time, I say this is a good time to fight for what you believe in that are matters of justice. On the other hand, don't expect everything to go smoothly and really watch yourself. Um, dot those I's, cross those T's, reread the email twice, still don't send it, come back the next day, reread it, then send it. And that's a way to make some progress during a sticky uh, Mercury retrograde time. So that's what I got for you. Nice little justice moment. I hope you enjoyed our little burning tarot reading. And now we're going to go on to a couple of, um, you know, reader, reader, listener, whatever you guys are. I guess I'm the reader because I'm the one who draws the cards. <laughs> You're the listeners. So sort of listener engagement goodies are coming up next. <clears throat> I think I have to begin this with a sip of coffee. <sighs> that was it. That was the official theme song of the listener engagement portion of the show. Do you like it? It's very musical. Okay. Um... I think we should have a word of the week too. So I do you know you know the word apotheosis? Great word. Well, there's also apotheosize the verb to glorify. And I think we should apotheosize the forest. Apotheosize the beauty of the season and the sun. So wherever you are, send a little moment of gratitude and glorification to this crazy beautiful planet we live on apotheosize it in your own mind that was your word of the day okay um i think we need another coffee sip short one before we go on to the next thing here so i asked for comments I, I do this a lot because i like to know what's up with you guys and how that relates to the cards I'm drawing, you know? 
So just so you know, that's sort of an open invitation to all of you. This is a public podcast, but it's not promoted. So it's not going to just show up in, um, well, I should, I, as far as I know, it's not going to like show up in the podcast feed of total strangers who have nothing to do with me or my practice. You're welcome to invite your friends. Um, but it's mostly just, you know, this small group of people, you know, 30 whatever people. Um, and so because it's small, I really am able to stay connected to all of you. Many of you I know, or you have been a client at some point for uh, personal tarot readings. And if you want to write in, it's burningtarot at gmail.com. And uh, just give me a, a few sentences, so nothing too long. And I wanted to share one of those with you. So I have mentioned on the podcast that I have bipolar disorder. And I've had a hell of a fight with it this year. Oh my gosh, I think things are finally uh, smithing out. But a fellow bipolar listener in California um, wrote in after we had our Queen of Wands reading a few weeks back. She says, great peace. Thank you for sharing. I am going to say this, that it echoes my experience. My life turned upside down again. And then the listener goes on to describe um, some specifics involving her health and her career. Crazy stuff. Very difficult to wade through. And she says, Queen of Wands, Queen of Wands, I need that gentle strength and action now. Well, fellow bipolar listener in California, thank you for entrusting me and us with some feedback and details about your life. And I'm glad that the Queen of Wands brought you something you needed at that moment. Very good to hear about. Thank you. All right, one last big coffee sip. Here we go. Ew. I just tried to like swishle it around in my mouth the way you do with wine. It does not work with the coffee so well. All right. So, oh yeah, so we're going to draw another card today, and this one's going to be for one of our listeners. This is Dizzle in Oregon. Dizzle in Oregon says, I have a question for the great Wu. Where can I be most effective? I'm struggling with that right now. Signed, Dizzle in Oregon. All right, so first I want to say, Dizzle, that... um, that this is a great question. Where can I be most effective? That's really um, strong and specific. Like if I were pulling a card for myself right now, I'd probably say something horribly vague, like, "Mm, am I, what am I doing with my life? Oh my God, you know, which the cards can deal with that. (laughs) But your question's a lot better because it shows that you're already working through your issues. And so you come to the cards with something really specific. And just so you know, in personal readings that I give, you can come with no question at all. You can just say, I need a general reading. I want the cards to say, I want the cards to tell me what I need to think about. That is totally legit. And I love that in readings. But for this little single card, um, freebie burning tarot poll on the podcast, a good question. Wow. I love how you've phrased it. Um, 
So where can Dizzle be most effective? So I think that's all of us. Take a second here. If you've got a coffee, you should take a big slurpy sip off of it. It's part of the ritual. Got a bunch of cards here. I'm kind of moving them around. And I'm going to um, going to check in with the north. And the tradition that I come from, the north is the earth. The element of earth. I'm going to check in with the east and the element of air. I'm going to say hello, fire to the south. And I'm going to bow to water in the west. I'm going to ask these guys. I am from Generation X. When we say the word guys, we mean it in an entirely non-binary, gendery way. And ask these guys, our pals that are the elements, the various gods, goddesses, and spirits of the elements to guide and bless this moment and this card pull so that we can help out Dizzle. I think you all should do that too. Take a moment. All right, Dizzle, what do we got for you? Ooh. Dizzle in Oregon. The tarot is not fucking around, okay? You have drawn judgment. There is an angel in the sky blowing a trumpet. People are popping out of their coffins with strangely intact bodies, naked, looking up to the angel. Everybody's white. This is just what you get with these old school tarot decks. Um... The angel has both blonde and fiery red hair. The people are holding up their arms. It's judgment day. It's a big deal. It's card number 20 in the major arcana of the tarot. And the cycle of the major arcana is often read as, you know, a kind of hero's journey um, cycle journey, path, and it goes from number zero, which is the fool card, all the way through to number 21, which is the world, sort of the ultimate manifestation card. So right before you get to the world, however, you have to do something else first. You have to do card number 20, judgment. Um, In some modern decks... People don't use the word judgment because it sounds, you know, too judgy. (laughs) Or they don't like the religious connotations and the the Christian imagery and sound of it. So they, you know, they're like, oh, we don't like that. I think it's kind of neat. It is baked into our North American culture here. Um, The culture we have now in North America. This idea that there's going to be a judgment day where you're going to be called to account. You're going to be called to account for your actions. And there's various Christian stories about how that happens. Um, You know, but think of the jokes you've heard about the gates of St. Peter, you know, or the New Yorker cartoons about that. There's a moment where a force higher than you calls you 
to take inventory and to account for what you've done with your actions. In everyday life, the judgment card can sometimes look like, whoa, the shit's coming down and you got to make a decision. It can look like, here's a big decision and um, you have to know who you are, what you stand for, what you care about. That includes looking at your past, looking at your past realistically. St. Peter or Jesus or God, who, whoever you want to blame at the, at the gates of whichever heaven you might imagine, they're not just going to say, oh, I want to hear, you know, the about me section of your website. They don't want to hear your self-justification or your, you know, the top part of your resume. The idea in this kind of story is that they have access to your whole life and that you and they need to get in there and wrestle around with it and say, well, where, what have, here's what I say I believe in, but look, here's my actual actions. So in real life, I think that most of us, um, maybe there is a St. Peter and a gate, I don't know. But in, in our everyday reality here, we, we reach these moments um, mostly with ourselves. External circumstances can kind of um, force us to have this internal conversation. But it is, at essence, an internal conversation. Like, we each need to decide between us and our personal idea of whatever God or great woo or universe is, we need to show up naked. We need to climb out of our protective coffins and say, okay, I'm willing to have this conversation with the great woo and with myself about what I really am, who I really am, what I've really done, and what that, what that says about me. So that kind of reckoning can be, obviously, <laughs> very painful or weird, or disturbing, or it can be kind of nice, you know, especially if there's some area where we've been um, just bullshitting ourselves, you know, I think it's, it can be actually nice to have something knock us out of our complacency, and make us say, you know what, this little story that I'm telling about myself, to myself, not to mention to everybody else, isn't complete. Or maybe it's a blatant lie. Or maybe it's an artifact. I've carried it over from my past. But it doesn't, um, it just doesn't hold up. If I shine a big light on it and, you know, take it over to St. Peter and say, well, St. Peter, I'm a, I'm a great ballerina bringing joy to the masses. And St. Peter looks at me and goes, well, but you haven't taken ballet classes since you were eight. And I go, oh, St. Peter, you've got a point. So maybe, maybe I'm not a ballerina who brings great joy to the masses. What am I? What have I actually done with my time? What am I doing with my life? So yes, Dizzle, I'm going to get more specific and come back to you. Um, you wanted to know where to put your effort. 
I would say with the appearance of the judgment card that um, that you need to do uh, we can do kind of an inventory like we talked about with the justice card right uh, especially Dizzle if you do activism work so make sure you do that exercise but in addition to that Take some time where you're not doing outward activity. You could just take all of October, you know, or, or look up when Mercury goes retrograde and then when it comes out of its shadow, because that's often a good time to just take a break from externally focused communications. Um, and that's, you know, the, the retrograde period itself is going to be about three weeks, but then you kind of add a little shoulder period onto it. So take that time, perhaps to do your own personal judgment day. This may come from the outside. There may be some kind of St. Peter moment happening for you, and you got to answer to St. Peter. I suggest you start answering to yourself first. So instead of looking for, you know, where should I put my energy and my effort specifically right now, I would say... Um, Put that energy temporarily into a deeper process of figuring out who you really are and what your past really adds up to before making a big decision about how to do stuff in the future and where the attention goes. You might need to ask me for another card, <laughs> but the judgment part is really, really important. Um, I think that these people are, are naked in the face of something larger than them. So that's scary. Um, if you have a therapist or have access to that kind of work, that might be useful. Journaling, very useful. But try to t just have this assessment of who you are and where you are now. And if activism is involved in your question, look at where you've been most effective already. And look at your standards for what effectiveness means. Um, in some cases, we might be doing externally focused activism work when our own relationships with our partner, our families, things like that, really needs the attention. And it can be, for me at least, it's been very, very hard <laughs> throughout my life to, um, to realize the depth of importance of, of those things and that they can be as important as having something be public or published or part of a protest or whatever. So you may, um, so include those aspects of your life in this kind of process where you're looking at where does your time really go? What seems to be effective right now? If you spend two hours, um, you know, um, hiking with your family in the woods and that makes you feel good and it makes them feel good put write that down that counts it's not just about well I you know I made this much money or I changed that city council person's vote those things matter too but they're not necessarily more important than what you do personally and for most of us when we are going to make a list like this sit down and journal about it you're going to come up with some stuff where it's like oh like some of the some of the things that I do with my time are not effective. Is that fine? Do I just need that to relax? 
You know, what activities am I doing that are actively harmful against my effectiveness? This one's tricky because a lot of us, um, we do things that affect our health badly or the sharpness of our minds. Um, And sometimes it's like, well, I need that to cope. For example, I take a medication um, every single night that I know is brain dulling. That's why they give it to me. (laughs) I take other brain dulling medications too, actually. And, um, And I've decided to do that in conjunction with my doctors. But if I were making my judgment list, I would include that on there. I would say, okay, here are... Oh, if you add a glass of wine to those medications, you're really, you know, if it becomes recreational, like that, I don't have an excuse for that. So for me, my judgment list would want to include that. Things like that, where it's like, well, I spend a lot of time, you know, taking the glass of wine and eating, eating the medication and basically getting high and watching a movie on Netflix. Like, how, how much of that do I need? How effective am I doing that? Um, so that's how I would kind of interrogate myself under this process. Um, even though it's been years since I've sat around taking medication and wine and watching Netflix. That sounds kind of fun. Um, so that's, so your kind of daily habits can really influence the effectiveness piece And judgment card is saying, get right in there. Be brave. Be naked. Examine who you are and what you've got. And consider that a really important piece of work. Give it time. Give it at least a month. And through that process, you'll probably start to get some better ideas about what effectiveness means to you and what you want for long-term effectiveness. And you can always... um, ask for another card. You can purchase a reading with me, a personal reading that goes in depth. Actually, this went a little more in depth than I had planned. Hmm. Um, But typically, personal readings are available on my website, tiffanyleebrown.com. And um, all of you listening today, if you would like me to pull a card for a question that you have, like I've done for Dizzle today, go ahead and write the question. Send it to burningtarot at gmail.com. That's where you can find me. Uh, I hope you all have a splendid early fall. And I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. Ciao.